Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. As always, I am your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach for The Natty Hour. And welcome everyone to episode 28. In today's episode, I want to talk to you all about the five things that I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey. These are five things that I I wish I knew when I first got started, and that would have been almost 11 years ago now. That's crazy. Yes, I, I'm 29 right now, and I got started in the gym when I was 18, 18 or 19. I know it was my first year or second year of university. Um, My birthday's in November, so I started university when I was 17, so I'm pretty sure I was 18 when I first got into the gym, and I didn't really know what I was doing. For, For those who don't know, I grew up playing basketball. Basketball was my jam throughout not just high school but elementary school as well i i was always obsessed with it i'm still obsessed with it and i tried out for the university team but i didn't make the cut and the reason i didn't make the cut was not because i wasn't good enough but they needed some bigger girls and i was just too small to join the team when i tried out i believe i was maybe 95 pounds barely 100 pounds i know that so i was just a tiny little thing and i was devastated i didn't know what to do because that was kind of my whole reasoning why i wanted to go to university was just so i can continue playing basketball but that ended, so what else was there to do besides actually try in school? I uh, I started going to the gym with Kyle, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I kind of followed him around when I got bored of doing a couple of bicep curls or whatever. I would, uh, I would go upstairs in the university gym and uh, just do a shit ton of cardio. I probably did every single machine until Kyle was done, and he was working out with his buddies, so of course he took his sweet-ass time, and he'd be working out for two, maybe two and a half hours. So imagine how much cardio that is for me. And uh, ultimately what started happening was I lost even more weight because my nutrition was crap, and... As you guys know, if you listened to last week's episode, I actually have to track my food in order to make sure I am eating enough food because I just won't eat. Even to this day, I'm like that. I get kind of lost in my work and I just won't eat. So that happened when I first started lifting and uh, I definitely got to a place where I was not happy with how I was looking. I was getting too skinny and I didn't like it. So... 
I jumped on a bodybuilding program that I found on bodybuilding.com, started taking things seriously, and it was at that point where my lifting career officially started. And while I'm really happy with the progress that has been made and the experiences that I've had, I definitely wish I knew some of the things that I know now back then. I think it would have saved me a lot of time. I probably wouldn't be still struggling with some body composition changes that I wish I had now, and I might be in a better place. But you know what? I don't think that it's always good to dwell on the past. It's important to just kind of learn from what you've been through and just share it with other people in hopes that, you know, maybe they can learn something, which is you guys. Maybe you guys can learn something from my past experiences and you can start implementing what I know now that I wish I knew back then. So without further ado, let's get into what these five things that I wish I knew, the five mistakes ultimately that I made when it came to my fitness career. The number one thing that I wish I knew back then was newbie gains. Oh my goodness, I think that I would have so much more muscle definition if I capitalized on newbie gains. So for those who don't know, newbie gains is where those who have never really lifted before, they jump on an optimal program and they make sure that their nutrition, primarily their protein intake, are in check. And the amount of muscle growth that new people in the gym can gain is considered to be very impressive. Newbie gains happen very quickly for people who are new to the gym. They, their body is very responsive to the muscle growth when you are training optimally in the gym. And if I knew this, I would have taken my training program much more seriously when I first started. And I would have made sure that protein was much more of a priority than it was because it definitely wasn't. I wish I knew back then that as you advanced as a lifter, muscle growth is literally like watching paint dry. I definitely would have been much more responsible and proactive with getting on an optimal training program just to make sure that I maximize as much muscle growth as possible. So if you are new to the gym, I get it. It's scary. It can be a little bit intimidating, but don't let that stop you. You are at such an advantage in this point in your career where you can really just capitalize on the amount of muscle growth that you are much more capable to obtain than you realize. So take advantage of that. Make sure that you jump on an optimal training program and make sure you are getting one gram of protein a day per pound of body weight. So for example, if, you're, if you weigh in at 120 pounds, make sure that you're consuming 120 grams of protein in a day. Now, when I say an optimal training program, I mean that you should make sure that you are reaching out to a coach so that your best interests are in mind. I think a lot of people right now, not to get off on too much of a side rant, but a lot of people right now, they're really relying on workouts that they're just kind of finding and saving on Instagram. And while I think some of the workouts on Instagram can be effective, 
there's not too much long-term sustainability to them, especially for people who are new to the gym. You know, you don't need anything super fancy and any crazy workouts in order to see progress in the gym. The best way to capitalize on these newbie gains is to actually stick to a program over a significant period of time and focus on achieving progressive overload on complex compound movements and accessory work. So a lot of these workouts on Instagram right now, you guys, they're just they're fancy new workouts for you to switch up on a regular basis. You actually don't want to be switching up your workouts as often as people might portray on Instagram. If you are doing squats, for example, on a weekly basis, there's no reason for you to swap that out for a new fancy workout the week after. You actually want to still incorporate squats into your program on a weekly, monthly basis so that you can improve the movement patterns, so you can improve your technique for squats and achieve progressive overload. For those who don't know what progressive overload is, it's just the idea where you are lifting more over time. So if you are always switching up your exercises and your workout routines on a day-to-day basis, how do you know if you're making progress? You can't make progress doing squats if you only do them two, three times a year because you're too busy switching up your workouts all the time so it's fresh and new every single day. No, in order to capitalize on your newbie gains, make sure that you are on an optimal training program and you're not switching up your workouts too frequently. Focus on getting stronger in the gym, prioritizing compound movements, and just making sure that you are improving your movement patterns. If you need help with this, by all means, please send me an email, kristinatthenattyhour.com. I'd be more than happy to clarify this information for you because that's something I definitely wish that I knew. I didn't know to focus on my movement patterns for squats. I didn't know to focus on my movement patterns for overhead press, depending on what your goals are. But I wish I knew that back then because I think I would be in a much better place now. Not to say that I'm not in a good place now. I'm very appreciative for where I am, but things could have been just so much better if I was more responsible and took it more seriously to get on an optimal training program. Keyword there, optimal. Okay, I think the next biggest mistake that I didn't realize back then was how protein is much more important than you may think. Let's face it. Protein is the most boring macronutrient to hit. And added on top of that, I'm a vegetarian. So getting enough protein in the day is even more challenging. And it's just not a fun macro, right? Like it's way more fun to enjoy your carbs and or your fats. Protein, it's just, for some people it is. I think guys enjoy protein more. I don't know what it is, but for most females majority of them, not all, getting an adequate amount of protein is a struggle. I hear you ladies. I've been doing this for 10 years now and I still struggle to make protein a priority. It's tough. It's a tough macronutrient, but 
I do have to say that it is getting easier and easier now as the food industry evolves and advances. There's much more options such as protein milk, protein bars, protein powder actually doesn't taste bad anymore. I remember when I first started, it tasted like chalk, but now there's some actually really delicious flavors. So it is getting easier and easier to make protein a priority. It's still a challenge, but it is slowly getting easier. And to this day, you know, I still dislike protein. It's just not as palatable as fats and carbs, right? But I used to say, screw it, and never made an effort to consistently hit my protein targets, which I think really slowed down my muscle growth potential in the beginning. So if you aren't taking advantage of having newbie gains, and then you aren't taking advantage of getting an adequate amount of protein in your diet, this is going to slow down your progress so much more than necessary. So make an effort to make sure that you are getting an adequate amount of protein. And I know it's tough. So something that I do is I will try to get the majority of my protein in during the morning time. I really enjoy having yummy foods and meals in the evenings. There's still protein in my meals, still a good amount of protein in my meals, but all like the meals that I don't enjoy, like my protein shakes or egg whites or something like that, I try to get that out of the way during the day, first thing in the morning. And I find that that helps me make sure that I'm still prioritizing my protein and I'm getting an adequate amount during the day. But it gives me something to look forward to as well in the evenings where I don't have to slam back a protein shake in the evenings. I already know that I got that out of the way at breakfast time. So that makes it much more easier for me. Something to give a try for yourself if you are struggling to make protein a priority in your day. And let's go on now to mistake number three. Oh, this one we've discussed in a previous podcast. And that is that sugar is not going to kill you. If you guys listened to that podcast, you would know that I used to be so afraid of sugar. And if you are listening to this podcast and you still feel that you're afraid of sugar, make sure you go back a few episodes where I talk about how sugar isn't going to make you fat. Let's see here, I believe. Yes, it was episode 24. So make sure you go check out that episode where I get into the science a little bit more about how sugar is not the enemy and it's not going to kill you. I highly recommend that episode if you still feel afraid of sugar. But I wish I knew this back then because the fear that I had of sugar it really took a toll on my relationship with food. It caused me to undereat, which again would affect, have negative effects actually on my muscle growth because you actually need to be in a caloric surplus if you want to put on adequate amount of muscle. And it just wrecked my relationship with food. I used to not purchase any foods with more than five grams of sugar on the nutrition label. And it just drove me crazy because let's face it, most foods that are manufactured now have sugar in them, so what's left to eat, essentially? But in all honesty, once I got to a place where I realized and I did my own research and found out that, you know, as long as you're controlling your calories and you're getting an adequate amount of fiber, fruits and vegetables, having some sugar in your day, it's not going to kill you. It's not even going to make you fat. So letting go of my fear of sugar, it completely repaired my relationship with food. It took a long time to get there, but I can't tell you how much 
I wish that I let go of that fear way sooner than I did because now I just have such a great relationship with food and I realize that it is fuel. I realize that there is a source of entertainment when it comes to food and it's allowed me to have that balance that I've always been looking for. So make sure you guys go check out that episode. I think that if you still feel fearful of sugar that it'll just help you shed some light so you can let that fear go and realize that it's just not worth the fear it's an unnecessary fear and it'll just really help you repair your relationship with food like it did for me and I think the next mistake that I want to discuss that I made when I first got into my fitness journey which is number four and that was that cardio doesn't build muscle Yep, that's right. (laughs) I used to think the same thing that I think a lot of people still think. I used to jump on the Stairmaster and perform an hour of cardio every single day. Like I said, Kyle would be at the gym probably more than an hour every single day, actually. Kyle would be at the gym for two, two and a half hours, and I would be doing cardio basically the whole time. Thinking, praying, and just hoping that it was building my legs and building my booty. I mean, I felt the burn and my leg muscles felt sore afterwards, so surely I was putting on muscle, right? Wrong. I actually, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I ended up losing weight. I think it was actually around 10 pounds that I lost, which is a lot for someone when I was weighing in at 95, 100 pounds. And my legs, they just started to look really skinny. I had zero muscle and I just never felt so insecure and I didn't understand. I was like, why? I'm doing all this cardio. My leg muscles are sore. I'm even ensuring that I would get a post-workout shake 20 minutes after my cardio session. And the truth is, it's impossible to add the amount of resistance you would need to in order to build muscle from cardio alone. Cardio work is endurance training. It's not resistance training. And it should be used as a tool to expend energy, aka drive a caloric deficit if you want to lose fat. Just because you feel sore the next day, it doesn't mean that you are building muscle. In fact, it can have the opposite effect where if excess cardio is performed, it can start to actually slow down the process of building muscle, aka slow down your metabolism. So once I got clean from being a cardio bunny and focus on strength training, it was at that point I started to put on muscle and I was able to actually put on an adequate amount of muscle on my legs and my booty and I wasn't skinny anymore. So I'm not saying you should never do cardio. There's definitely a time and place for it. But if your goals are to build muscle and change your body composition, I highly recommend just quitting the excess cardio and prioritizing your strength training and, like I've said before, your progressive overload. So lift those weights, ladies, and don't be afraid to just get strong. If you enjoy cardio, I totally get it. Continue to do it, but as a rule of thumb, you should never be doing more cardio than the amount of strength training you are doing. So something to consider for yourself. And I think the last mistake The last thing that I wish I knew when I first started my fitness journey was that everything always takes longer than you think. You know, time is something that we're never able to control and we're never going to get back. It's going to pass anyways, so might as well make an effort to practice and implement patience. 
This is something that I've just started doing, I think maybe in the last three years, and I wish I started practicing patience and making a habit of it much sooner than that. It's definitely a skill worth possessing, so make a valid effort to focus on being a more patient person in all areas of your life, not just when it comes to your fitness goals. Honestly, my physique, training, relationship with food, and mindset have all gotten better with time. So don't worry about how long it's going to take. Think about how much better off you're going to be in due time. Because in all honesty, it's been 11 years for me. And I'll tell you this, my friends, I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. I finally feel like I'm at a place mentally where I can really start to make the changes that I've always wanted. This journey, it, it never ends. So you might as well make an effort to practice patience and just start trying to enjoy the process a little bit. You know, if you didn't know these mistakes at the beginning of your fitness journey, it's okay. It's part of the process. Don't dwell on it and just remember that you can take these mistakes and use them as a learning opportunity to share with somebody else. Maybe you have a daughter where she's going through something similar that you went through when you were a kid and you can take the lessons that you've learned when you were younger and help her out so that she doesn't have to wait so long to start feeling confident and happy and having a good relationship with food now versus waiting until she's in her mid-20s to feel that way. Don't dwell if you think that you have mistakes and it's too late. It's never too late and I wouldn't even consider them to be mistakes. I think they are lessons and you should share them with other people because you don't realize how much value that something that you've been through can help somebody else. So I hope these five lessons that I have shared with you all today were able to help you. So I encourage you all to maybe take an introspective look at your journey and versus being upset and dwelling about it, thinking about how it can help somebody else in your life, how it can help somebody you care about. All right, my friends, well, that about wraps up this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I am officially chatted out. I don't know if you can hear it, but my voice is almost gone. I really enjoyed recording this episode. I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Before you guys click off today's podcast, please be sure to leave an iTunes review of what you think of the podcast. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts and share your review on a future episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.